You're incapable of running this shit. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Kareem brought him to my attention. We got 300 people working for us at all times. I can't keep my eye on every single one of them. You was taking care of business. If I was what? If I was what? Say it again. What'd you say? Nothing. That's what I thought you said. Because that's what I got right now. Nothing. A million dollar a week business. Reduce the fucking rubbles. What? Huh? Nino. Huh? It's your responsibility, huh? Nino! I never liked you anyway, pretty motherfucker. Could you give at Marks with Mike's podcast a shout out? Shout out! Hey, yo! What am I new back? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another episode of Marks and Mike's. You already know where it's about. It's out of my voice. That's right, it's your boy, Mr. Six Foot Nine. JT back in this piece once again. And of course, like we try to do every Thursday, unless we get caught up or we busy. You know, we try to drop y'all with an exclusive interview. This Thursday is no other, is no different. Uh, who I have inside the house today, let me just say this. This past Saturday, we drove down to Columbus. Uh, I'm sorry, for Hill, to Hiller for Ohio Wrestling Alliance Good Trouble. And I can tell you this right now, it was well worth a two-hour drive. Definitely see this person that I have on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one head buster. Devontes, what's going on, man? Everything good, fam. How you doing? Appreciate you for having me, man. Man, everything is cool, man. Like I usually say, just laying here in the cut like a band-aid, trying to make sure I'm cooling it at all times. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, dog. So, yeah, so, so first and foremost, man, no, the pleasure's mine. Thank you for coming on the show. You know, I had a chance to drive down there and got to see... You actually work in person. I'm more of an in-person type of guy. I mean, I do like to watch videos. And let me just right. say this. For, for some of the videos that I did uh, see, you definitely matched up to everything that I saw in person, man. You have one intimidating look. And that's coming from Mr. Six Foot Nine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's the goal, man. That's definitely the goal. I see so, you. Yeah. Like, that boy tall, man. Six foot nine, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, I definitely got to know, man. So, first and foremost, man, let the people know where you from. From Philly, man. Born and raised Philadelphia, man. Yes, sir. Mount Airy. Uptown section of Philly. Okay, okay. Repping, repping, repping. So, uh, you know, got to know, since you're from Philly, man, who's, who's some of your favorite MCs to come out of Philly? Because you got a lot. You got a lot of people you can name right now. Listen, my favorite, my favorite is Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel, the best, best, best rapper ever out of Philly, man. Um, of course, we got a lot of, we got a lot. We got state property. We got, you know, the roots, of course, man. But for me, growing up in high school, state property was everything. And Be- Beanie Siegel was that dude. So it was like, I'm a Beanie fan forever. Yeah, man, Beanie was that dude, bro. I mean, state property as a unit, man. I I, I remember the movies, man. You either get down or you lay down. I <laughs> <laughs> was probably the, the best line. That was the most quoted line out of that movie, man. 
Yo, real talk, real talk. So, you know, tell tell the people how, how was it like for you growing up in Philly? Philly, I mean, Philly was cool, man. You know, um, you know, I, 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 I grew up, man, normal lifestyle, man. Um, you know, I, I grew up in, I would say, more of a working class neighborhood. You know, I ain't, I ain't from no ghetto or anything, no ghetto or no suburb. Just middle class, hard people, man. And, um... It was cool, you know, mom and dad, you know, bust their behinds, you know what I mean, to try to provide for us. And, you know, it wasn't, I, I, I don't have no crazy story to tell you. I was a normal kid growing up, man, and, you know, living life. Man, that's the most important thing, man, just having that, that good upbringing and things like that. You know, definitely shout out to mom and pops and everything like that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, growing Growing up, man, so, uh, of course, eventually, growing up, man, uh, let me ask you this. You got any older, younger siblings? I got an older brother. I got uh, two half-sisters, and I got a stepbrother. Uh, me and my older brother, was um, we lived together. And then my dad um, got remarried and had uh, two more children, and that, um, my stepmother had a son uh, coming into the relationship. Yeah, man, that, that that sounds mirror to my situation. Say, hey, man, yeah, got an older brother, <laughs> I got a sister. My dad, uh, we married, and up with three other younger brothers, and my stepmother bought two two uh, sons into the relationship. So, yeah. big blended family, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, but, uh, that's very similar to mine. <laughs> yeah, man. So well, as soon as you said that, instant flashback. But shoot, I'm gonna shout out my my siblings now since I brought y'all out. Shout out to, uh, of course, Lloyd, Caleb, Josh, Justin, Jeremy, and my only sister, Japrice. Like, I got to shout that out real quick. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, of course, growing up, man, in school, what what was your, your sport? Because I know, man, a, a man of your size, you have plenty of opportunities to play either or you can play either on the field or you can play, or play on that hardwood. Well, you know, I played the... Uh you know, I played like Pop Warner, uh, you know, football. My dad was big into like the football thing, um, you know, coaching like the kids and all that stuff. But uh, for me, like, I never really like basketball. I, I, could, I, could, I could play basketball, but I was never good at basketball. Like I played, um, I played high school ball and it was just something to do, man. You know, I get out of school early or whatever, try to stay active, things like that, man. But, um, I never, I never, I never played football or, um, you know, basketball past high school. I just worked out a lot. I was always athletic. And, you know, a lot of, one of the things I get all the time is my build. And that, that come from my pop. Like, you see my pop, my dad look like Suge Knight. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of where, that's kind of where the build come from. <laughs> oh. Now I know, I, I know, right, right on top. Like you had no problem with nobody at all. Like your pops rolled up, and he built like that. Like Suge, Suge was intimidating. Yeah, my pop put that out there. Yeah, my pop like six three, three three hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, you know, he, yeah. he got hit. You know, what I mean, he he played a lot, a lot of college football. Got you, got you, got you. So, uh. You know, so you go you go through high school. So at, at what point was it that you found out that first of all you like 
this thing called wrestling? Did you watch it as a kid, or what? What was it? Me and my brother, man, we love like, of course, you know, our era is the attitude. We, we watched wrestling before the attitude era, but when I really was hooked, like every Monday, um, it was around that 98, 97, 98 era when Stone Cold came in, and me and my brother, we would watch WCW from 8 to 9, and then we would watch Raw from 9 to 11. But us being from Philly, ECW was in our backyard. So we used to go to the ECW shows. Like, ECW for me was my favorite. But um, I grew up as a kid loving wrestling, man. Um, you know, as well as you, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely, most definitely, man. Like, shoot, I, everybody know the story. I, I got hooked probably by, like, the age of four. I blame my pops, you know. He took me to so many different shows. I mean, I'm, I'm just as bad. Hell, I, I had my son at Good Trouble this past Saturday. Nah, I, I seen, <laughs> I seen. <laughs> oh, but, you know, crazy part is he actually enjoyed himself, man. He was out there cheering and booing. Like, I, I don't care how eight-month-old you know the difference between cheers and booze, but, you know, so be it. So he, so he already knew who the face in the hill was, so he's, he, he already helped. But, uh, so you speak about ECW, man. Um, in, your, in your backyard, you got a chance to go to some of these events. Mm-hmm. Uh, all top, who are some of your, your your favorites? Like you just when you went to an ECW show, this person had to be on the card. These people had to be on the card. Ah uh, man, I was a huge Rob Van Dam fan, and I mean, I, I think a, a whole bunch of people were. Man, I thought he was just like the coolest dude. You know what I mean? Uh, did all of the crazy moves. Um, not for from from a, for a wrestling standpoint, but as far as entertainment. New Jack, man, like when New Jack, when when Natural Born Killers, his theme music came on, like the place just absolutely lit up. Like from the entertainment standpoint, New Jack was the other guy. <laughs> Yo, now this is for me. This is how I discovered ECW because I grew up in South Florida. He used okay. to come on the Sunshine Network, basically like one of the, one of like the, the local sports channel network. Yep. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying, but it was it was on, you know, regular TV. Like I have to have cable because you know, everybody went through periods of cable on, cable off. But you know, right. the, you know, more so cable off in my, you know, my instance, but you know, best believe when I had the chance to pick up the Sunshine Network, ECW was on like around two, three in the morning. I'm just sitting there, I'm hooked. Like, yep. you know, the minute I saw it, you know, some of the first people I saw was uh people like New Jack, uh, the Dudleys, Jazz, uh, Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, you know, Ax- Axel Rotten, like, you know, it, it yep. was just so many people, man. And that's one of the unsung eras of wrestling because, to be honest, that era of wrestling is so heavy in independent wrestling as far as the style. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah, they was uh they you know, they, they, they really lived up to that extreme wrestling uh 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 moniker they go by. Cause I seen some stuff in there, boy. <laughs> now now my thing was how the how young were you at, at these ECW shows? I was young. I was like maybe eight, nine, what it what it was, I mean 
my cousin had a, her uh, kid's dad. Nine? Like eight, nine, <laughs> yep. My cousin's, my cousin's as your kid's father would take us, because he was in the wrestling, and he would take us to the shows all the time. And, uh, you know, he was a big ECW fan. And like I said, it's in Philly, so it was like 40 minutes from us, go down, ride down to South Philly. And like, man, you would see the craziest stuff in that crowd, man. And hear some of the craziest stuff. But I loved it, man. I mean, I love that, I love that atmosphere, man. I love, that's kind of why I wish, I uh, can't wait for COVID to be over, man. Cause I love that packed full house environment, man. Yo, most Del. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for, for that to be over with either, man. Cause that's one thing that, you know, as fans you miss. But even even this uh, even this past Saturday, I mean, for what it yeah. for what that show was, it felt packed. It felt like a Absolutely. packed house. It, it, even though you know they followed all social distance uh, guidelines and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, definitely, man. When you when you speak of Philly and you know you're speaking of ECW, I mean, listen, nine years old is it, it, it's not that young. I mean, I was I think my, my first. Well, my first wrestling show was younger than you, but you know, you talking about the ECW show, that's totally different. But you know, that ain't ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, I, I was watching ECW around that age, so but mm-hmm. let's just say we 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 both grew up a little bit too fast because yeah. there was a lot of there, there was a lot of shit on there for 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 someone you know eight or nine year old to digest, talk about the next day in school. Listen, it's great. But I mean, just like how we can say that about ECW, we can say a lot of that about WWF at the time with the Austin flipping the bird and DX telling you to suck it and you going to school the next day doing the whole crotch thing and, <laughs> you know, and get it suspended it's awesome. for it, getting detention. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Everything, man. yeah, man. But that that era of wrestling always gets gets to you know compare now from 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 the WWF WCW side. Like you know, you, you said that you watch both of those shows. Mm-hmm. You know, WCW eight to nine, and of course uh, Raw from uh, nine to eleven. To 11. Yep. So you know, with both of those shows, I mean, of course, you, you had some hands on favorites on both shows. So uh, top three stars from WCW. Let's hear. It. Top three stars, uh, I'm going to go Ray Mysterio, Scott Steiner, and I'm going to throw the third one's tough. Oh, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get you this one. I was always a Perry Saturn fan. I always liked Perry Saturn, man. Word. Uh, you, you know, but he's, he's originally from uh, ECW, you know. But ECW. Perry... Uh-huh. Yeah, but Perry Saturn, people don't give him credit. I mean, Perry Saturn was a hell of a Rain General, and that that rings of Saturn is still still one of the illest submissions out there. Uh huh. Yeah, I was I was I just thought he had like one of the greatest looks. You know, he had that cross eye. He always looked out of it. Maybe he was. Who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Perry Perry did it for me, and Scott Steiner with you know everybody knows his classic promos, man. That he had, you know, and Ray and Ray to me is just an absolute legend, absolute legend. That's a good list. So uh, you talked about Raw, top three WWF, top three WWF, top uh, attitude uh, era. You know, at- you know, when you talking about the current, okay, attitude, attitude era. 
I mean, that's an easy one for me. I mean, I'm going to go. Sean Michaels, to me, is the greatest in-ring performer I've ever seen in my life. So I'll just throw that out there. And I'm, he got to go in it. Austin and Rock. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. That, that's, I mean, that, that is pretty simple. I mean, those three names right there, basically, they carried the company. Yep. During that period, of course, it's Taker. Taker's always there, but those yeah. those three names, you know, mm-hmm. so even even when you go back to you know the Montreal School Drop, that mm-hmm. that whole angle, and you go you go with the the Austin Austin angle with uh with Stone Cold. I mean, well, Austin with uh HBK and Rock, and uh, you know, it's just all three of those people's careers intertwined. I was so mad that we never got a Rock versus Shawn Michaels though. You know what's funny is that I was just listening to a clip on YouTube about how maybe a Rock didn't want to work with uh, Shawn because of maybe some bullying things that was going on back in the day. I mean, there's a couple of a couple of clips that I, I, I seen about that man and you know, it's sad because Rock is so talented and obviously Shawn Michaels can make a broomstick look great in the ring. You know what I mean? So I would love to see that. Oh yeah, hands down, hands down. So, you know, let, let's continue on. So as you, you know, getting the chance to watch it, you like wrestling, you go through high school, you say, you know, you were really more so in keeping your body in shape. And so my whole thing is, who approached you about becoming a wrestler or was it something that you wanted to do? I never had any intentions on ever becoming a wrestler. This, this, the breakdown of this is literally three, three and a half years ago. Uh, my brother called me. He's like, you know, just I got this wrestling school around the corner from me. It's called the Wrestle Factory, and it's where Chikara do their shows at. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, they got a free workshop. You want to go there and, and 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 you know just do the do the workshop, see if you like it. And I went. I got bit by the bug. I just started. I, I did it honestly to get it, get in better shape, uh, get better stamina, and I just started getting better and better at it. But it was never uh, a thought in my head like, oh, you know, one day I'm gonna be a wrestler. I was just a fan. You know what I mean? And you know that's that's crazy because you know some people take on like like a duck in water you know pull out a Forrest Gump mm-hmm. reference mm-hmm. anyone that's uh, around our age group but uh, uh-huh. yeah but you know the the thing about it is that sometimes things like that situations those are blessings in disguise man because you know your your brother was you know telling you about you know Shakara hey this is where they train you had no intentions and you know you fast forward three three years later and now this is something that you love to do this is uh this is something mm-hmm. that, that keeps you going so mm-hmm. uh my whole thing is we always ask this question on the show okay mm-hmm. you doing you're doing your training they teaching you how to bump how was your first bump experience uh basic bumps i got pretty easy uh some bumps were harder than others um but um, yeah, bump, bumps wasn't that bad. I mean, I've seen some people who were like landing on their head and you know <laughs> things like that. But bumps for me, pretty much that 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 came easy. Other things came harder though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, you know people people don't get it. Like you know, this is 
this is a it, it ain't ballet as most people will say like it's a lot of things that that go into you know the training and and mm-hmm. learning how to put yourself in place and not how to protect yourself and how you know the other person could protect you so there's a there's a lot that goes goes into it so um with you doing this you know for the past what let's just say three years now mm-hmm. um of course the pandemic hits and how how did that of course affect you during during uh, that time? Because I know everyone had a lot of you know shows being booked, especially you know coming up to that mania period. But mm-hmm. how did how did COVID directly impact you? Far as you know, wrestling wise, uh, I had I had like three bookings that got canceled. Uh, two up. Two of them, they wind up just rescheduling it. To be honest, man, I, I I really didn't. With COVID going on, I I still feel like I progressed in my you know career because I was able like 2020 was a was, was still an okay year for me as far as bookings, as far as exposure. Um, I know people that COVID has really hurt them. You know that they make a living off of independent wrestling and. You know, I definitely feel sorry for those for those people, man. Um, but as far as for me, um, I think I only had like one show that was canceled that didn't that I that that they never came back from. But it, it didn't affect me that bad, though. So we asked this question. Of course, we're in twenty twenty one. COVID is still going on, but of course, when COVID first hits, we have the lockdown situation. You know, unless you were AK essential worker, which means any company that was willing to stay open just to make some money. Um, so with that mean with that being said, um, if you had a chance to be locked down, uh when you were locked down, what were your your top shows that you binge watch any platform? Uh well, I mean well fortunately for me, I, I am a uh essential worker. My job it didn't shut down, but because Everything else was shut down, like the malls and everything. Basically, you only could go to the market. My shows, I binge watched Sons of Anarchy. Never watched it, but I always heard about it. I binge watched Sons of Anarchy. Uh, that show on Netflix that came out, The Witcher. I watched that whole thing in like a day and a half. Um, but those will probably be the two. Okay, all right. Good list right there. Sons of Anarchy, I'm going to be honest. I got through like two episodes when it first came out, and then I just stopped watching. I just stopped. I mean, it wasn't that it was born. It's just something that was caught my interest. Like, I have a very short attention span when it comes yeah. to television. Like, you have to you have to spark my interest, like, within the first episode. I'm, I'm one of those. Like, mm-hmm. the, only, the only reason why I even finished Game of Thrones, because my wife and I sat down we literally watched more episodes. She's like, no, keep watching. It gets better. And eventually got better. But if she's not around, I'm going to be like, eh, all right, next. Uh, but one show, one show I will tell you to definitely check out. And it's coming back for its next season on FX, February 24th, Snowfall. Everybody tell me about Snowfall. Listen. You you will be embarrassed with me because I'm a, I, I got I got a confession. I've never seen an episode of Snowfall, but the one that people get on me about is I've never watched one episode of Power. Ever. Flag on the play. Yeah. Flag I mean, on the play. Unnecessary roughness. 
<laughs> You've never seen okay, Snowfall I can understand because of, you know, it's a newer show, it's on FX, but power? Never seen Ghost, Tommy, Kanan? No, I listen. I never seen Game of Thrones either. Oh man, listen. Look, okay, homework assignment at by the end of twenty twenty one, bro. You have to at least watch Power, and you know their own Power book. Uh, Power was it Ghost book number two? Totally different situation. I ain't spoiling nothing for you. You just have to go back and watch it. I will tell you this: you will hate Tyreek from episode one. You will hate that little dude. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, man. You got to check out Snowfall, man. Dropping on the twenty fourth of this month, and of mm-hmm. course, it's February. Black History Month, you know, we got to talk about some very strong people, of course, in this thing that we call wrestling, but outside of wrestling, too. So, you know, when you um, we look at the as many people that we have inside the business who have grown on to be greats, you know, some Hall of Famers, some staples in the community, um, who is, um, I would say, who are some people that stick out to you? as door opens or I, should, should I say people that held the door open that way we can get in um, for me of course you gotta go with Jerron Simmons you know being a uh, first black uh, WCW champion I look at Booker T you know um, Booker T I, 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 you know even though he's a two time Hall of Fame I still don't feel like he don't get the, the props he deserves man um, you don't yeah, in the Harlem Heat, uh, you know. So I would, I would look at those guys. Um, another guy, I, I'm kind of hesitant to say it because he's still at his peak. But if you were to ask, like you were asking me earlier about, you know, top three this, top three that, or you know, wrestlers period. Like Jay Lethal was probably the number one or number two in my book in, in Ring of Honor. Like, I think he. When it's all said and done, he could be top ten, you know, wrestlers of all time, in my opinion, as far as like in ring. Um, but I think he's another guy, man. I mean, face of a company, you know, it's it, it's not too many times we get to be the face of, we get the opportunities to be the face of a WWE or a WCW or you know a TNA or whatever, and and and. Jay Lethal to me is definitely, I mean, it's the reason they call him the franchise. He is ROH. You know what I mean? So I think Jay Lethal is another one that's, you know, kicking the door open for um, black wrestlers in general. Yeah, and man, you said so many true statements in that, man. Like, you know, when you go back and just look through the companies and the companies' matches and as far as things like that, like, it's really not a lot, you know, when you think about it, you know, when you look at names like Booker T, you know, five-time WCW champion, but at the same time, you know, it, it was someone that they, you know, say, hey, let's, let's put the scrap on them, but let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, representation is everything when it comes to it, it, any type of sport, you know, you, you want to be, you know, represented. And that's the same thing with television. When you look at television, 10 years ago and you look at it uh, right now totally different television that you're watching because it's all about representation and you know 
when you when you, you you name some great names there, Ron Simmons, of course. You know, I I I go back and I watch that clip every so often. You know, with him winning and just just seeing the the, the excitement inside inside. You know, the that kid inside the crowd jumping up and down. You know, because mm-hmm. he's seen somebody that looked like him grab mm-hmm. a title that was probably unachievable yep. to that point for someone like us. Yep. And that was that was a definitely good one. But Jay Lethal, I definitely agree with it. I mean, because people don't people don't even get, give him his credit as well. And the same thing that goes back to Booker T. No, they, they they don't give him his credit. But the same thing with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal was able to build build a name for himself in Impact, but build a bigger name for himself in yeah. Ring of Honor. And he was a guy, you know, that I kept saying like. Why is he going to WWE? Like, I mean, he's so talented. Why is he going to WWE? And then I look at it like, why go to WWE, man? If you get to be the, you get to be the guy at this company, man. I mean, he, he, he to me, he's the number one guy in Ring of Honor, and he's been that way for for so long. You know, what I mean, I, I, I I'm, I'm too terrified if he was to go to WWE and wind up, you know, being a, a mid card guy. You know what I mean, or not getting pushed right. You know what I mean. So I'm I'm happy where he's at, man. I wish he I wish it didn't have to be that way, but I'm I'm happy where he at at Ring on. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy part because you you get kind of scared for some people to hop to different companies. I mean, you know that that, that could be the same thing said if he was go to AEW. Like if he went to AEW, it could probably be the same thing because they have such a large roster now and they really don't have a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. put people on you know besides dark and dynamite that's it you know you you see even with wwe they struggle between three brands in a total of five or six shows you know mm-hmm. and they still don't got everybody on television so right you know i could definitely see that but man that's that's one hell of a list that you put together man i mean i, I would have to look at you know people like myself like mark henry is definitely one Mark Henry, um, you know, he's he's a definitely good one. I mean, a great, great, great recruiter, number one. Mm-hmm. You know, and then number two, just the doors that, that he broke, you know, also. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, Mark Henry was the third African-American to hold that World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Booker... Uh, well, Rock, if you consider him, and uh, yeah, Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, we can get to a point where we don't know off the top of our head, like, all right, he was number three. Because you know, when it comes to you know white people who've been champs, like we don't know what number he is. He might be number eighty-seven, you know. But when it comes to you know black wrestlers we know like, all right he was the first okay now he was second he was third because there's only a handful you know what i mean yeah and that's you know you know that's kind of you know I, when you look at of course looking at the times that you know that wrestling wrestling had to evolve like the world evolved and mm-hmm. you know it's still it's wrestling is still involving because yeah, so many people, so many people that, that have to be included. You know what I'm saying? And you know, mm-hmm. representation, like I said, you know, people want to see people that act like them, look like them, have that swag like them to, to be represented. I mean, when you look on television and you look on a TV show, even if they have that one black cast member, 
he's mm-hmm. gonna be kind of stereotypical, but he's gonna relate to somebody. Yeah, just be, yeah. just just because he looks like somebody. But uh, you know, definitely, man, that's a that's a definitely great great list uh, of people that you put together. But one person that I forgot to put on my list would be uh, Ron Killings. Oh, our truth. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, truth, man. He been, you know what, man? You're right because he's been doing this. Like I, like I remember the pops you, you referred to him as Ron Killing. So I remember the the TNA era. He been in this business for a long time, and you know some people might only know him for WWE, and he was the champ in TNA, right? Uh, Ron Simmons was the first ever NWA heavyweight champion in TNA because remember when, when TNA first started out they they were using NWA's uh, belts right and he right, was the first ever NWA black heavyweight champion let that yep. soak in and that was in yep. 2000 and I want to say either 2000 uh, was it 2003 or 2004 right. uh, Ron, Ron Killinger became uh, the champ yeah, First you're right. That's, that's, that's a great, that's a great pick, man. I mean, his career, he's been in his business for what, 20 years, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the, I, I should have definitely said that one. That's a great pick. But you know what? He may have been in this business 20 years, but he don't like he aged one minute. That, that man looks the same, bro. Yo, you ain't never lie. Yeah, I mean, keep yourself in shape, man. Yeah, man, yeah, gotta gotta keep himself in shape, man. But you you named a, a great great list of people, man. Just from starting bottom, your RVDs, shout out to Rob Van Dam, you know, yeah. definitely. Uh, <laughs> Rob Van Dam was crazy, uh, mm-hmm. but shout out to all the people on this list. But I gotta know moving forward for you, uh, as far as uh, your wrestling journey goes, it's twenty twenty one. Are there mm-hmm. certain parts? Certain parts of, of of this of this country that you definitely want to try to hit, uh, especially like like let's just say this: as soon as everything is wide open, where's the first place you have to venture out to outside of it? Um, three. I got three spots that I, I really want to hit. You know, as far as wrestling, uh, I want to wrestle in Florida. I want to wrestle in Texas, and I want to wrestle in California. Um, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been a lot of places on the East Coast. I've been out to the Midwest, obviously, where you see me. Uh, but I, I, I want to hit, um, Texas, Cali, and Florida. All, all three places, sunshine, no snow. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> all three places. But, uh, yeah, man, yo, definitely one time for Florida, you know, definitely in, you know, Texas. Texas is beautiful, man. Uh, I, I, I gotta go back there. Cali, Cali, I've never been. Cali, Me neither. I've never been. Me you know, neither. The, the way people talk about it, man, I definitely go out there. You know, even if it's just for you know a week, you know, because you know they, they have uh, promotions out there. But Cali, Cali's a good good spot, good destination. I mean, it's always good to expand your brand. At the end of the day, uh, so. How how did you come up with with your persona, uh, your character? Uh, how much of that is you, and how much of is it is it you turned up? Uh, it's more. All right, so the character came from 
Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with Chikara? Chikara, the the promotion, or yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Um, what well, you know, when Gimmick was coming out, coming up, I was told they wanted me to be, you know, obviously a heel, but they wanted me to be like uh, the the character Balrog from Street Fighter. And it was just basically like this heel who was ready to fight, uh, angry, mean guy, whatever. So, you know, I kind of played with that, whatever. And this definitely turned up. Uh, I turned that character up a lot, you know, from when I first started. Um, you know, my main thing is, other than having putting on a good match, I want to make people feel. Like, I want the crowd... To really hate me, uh, I want that interaction with the fans. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely turned up on my part. <laughs> yeah, you gotta turn it up sometimes, man. But you know, one thing, one, one thing I, I can definitely say, man, is it's definitely working. You know, mm-hmm. keep that going, cause I'm telling you, bro. Let you know right now, if I know who you was. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, wait a minute, hold on, slow up, playboy. <laughs> like, because you know, when you came out, and like, even even when Justin Dorch was even talking about you in the show, I was like, first thing I said, I'm I'm definitely jealous of the beard. I can't get mine grow <laughs> thick, thick for no reason. Like, I don't, I don't try all type of oils. I don't put fish grease. I edit everything. Ain't none working. You know, and all. All type of little remedies people say, you know, well, go go ahead and get, get some baby pee and rub it in there. Damn. <laughs> so, it's like, I was like, yeah, man, the beard definitely, man. But, yeah, the look is definitely it, man. Definitely it. But, uh, so, you know, we, we, had, we had this point in the show where, where we get a chance to ask some questions. So, uh, first quick question is, and, you know, this is how, you know, last question wrestling link. Um, if you could face anybody um, right now, if you had a chance to pass or press, who would it be and why? Jacob Fatu from MLW is, is would be number one. Um, why? I I think it would be a good horse fight. I mean, he's a big dude. I got some size to me. Um, and I marvel watching him. I mean, the stuff that he can do at his size. To me, um, as far as entertainment, he's the guy that like I, I go to first for entertainment because I know he's going to do something that's just going to um, shock the hell out of me. So yeah, but Jacob Fatu will be will be the guy. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, now on to, on to the unwrestling related questions. A little bit of pop culture. We started off a little bit in the beginning. So let's go ahead and pop it off like this. All right, right now, hottest lyricist in the game, Kern. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Uh, currently, as far as like still active, I'm going to go Benny the Butcher. Okay, 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 all right. Okay, uh, all right. Currently, that's why I got to go Penny the Butcher. Okay, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Top five MCs of all time, doesn't matter where they from. Okay, 
All right. So for me, I'm not going to include Biggie or Pac because I feel like that's a give me. So I go Jay Z's my number one. Benny Siegel's my number two. Jada Kiss is number three. Uh, she fourth is a little. I'm going to go Fabulous fourth. Uh, and fifth, you a Florida boy, man. I'm a Rick Ross fan. Die hard Rick Ross, man. Oh. Love Yo, Ross. Ross, people need to stop sleeping on the kid, man. Like, Ross, yes. Ross got some lyrics. Ross got Ross, some lyrics. I'm going to tell you, man. It, people kick off that, that CO this. Listen, whatever. He, he had a job. That dude, lyrics, man. That boy, right, man. Seriously. Yeah, he can rap. He, he can rap, man. Like, you know, ran to him once. One time, I'll uh, never forget it. We uh, were down for the Slip and Slide anniversary party in Miami. And he had an album listening party. I want to say it was at Club Nocturne. And, you know, they had a whole lot, a lot of people. I ran into Gunplay and, you know, triple C's like they they perform first and then you know end up running into Ross on the way out humble dude man like you know mm-hmm. definitely definitely humble like he definitely carried himself you know like you got no choice but but respect but right. Ross is definitely a good one definitely like Fab Jada Kiss is a definitely good answer I'll um, mm-hmm. put that in there of course you gotta have hope in there man gotta have yeah. yeah you got to <laughs> alright okay alright so, top five hood movies of all time. Top five hood movies, you said? Yep, hood movies. Top five hood movies. Number one, my favorite movie of all time is In Too Deep. LL Cool J and Omar Epps. Number two, um, New Jack City. Three, uh, hood movie. Um, hood movies, damn. I don't know if I can go in order for the rest of this, but uh, it was a movie called Blue Hill Avenue that came out when I was in high school. I love that movie. Um, another hood. Oh, uh, Menace to Society and Boys in the Hood. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. That's a good list, man. Into Deep was a banger. Love that one. Um, I definitely, definitely loved, um, of course, Menace to Society and Boys in the Hood. Um, People do sleep on what, what? What was that second one you said? You don't remember Blue Hill Avenue? Blue Hill Avenue. Now I had that. I had that on DVD. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I had that on DVD. So that that's a good one, man. Yeah, you got you got you, you to put pretty good solid list over here, man. Pretty good solid list. I see. I see you left off Friday. Uh, you know, which is you know. I understand, you know, because it all depends on which level you you at. Like New Jack City, definitely that that gotta go on the list. I mean, New Jack City was was it to me. Yep. Yep. Like that that whole movie and that that was Mar- Mario Van Peebles. Uh, I think that was his first movie that he ever yep. directed. That was a great and movie, man. Classic. Yo, so real quick. Do, do you think they should remake New Jack City? Because there's been rumors of them remaking it. There's been rumors of a sequel. But do you think they should remake it? I, 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 I want them to leave the classic to classic. Leave it alone. 
Leave it alone, bro. Like, leave, leave, it, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Mm-hmm. Some some things just don't need to be touched. Like, leave, leave that movie alone. The performance Wesley Snipes, Ice-T put together, man. You know, Alan Payne, BNG Money. Like, you can't. You can't recreate that, man. I mean, that was just a, a great time. Like, you can't create that early, late '80s, early '90s feel. And I mean that that movie that that movie had. I would just leave it alone, man. I, I I still watch that movie to this day. You know, when they come on, I don't I don't I don't need nobody to do it over. <laughs> nah, I feel that, man. Any anytime New Jack City on BET. I, I try to watch it, but then again, I, I, I'm kind of person like I want to hear everything because you know, first thing BET do with a voiceover, listen here, brother, and it's like you know damn well he don't, he don't sound nothing like the character. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's some cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The voice Man, don't I can't match. at all, at all. But no, like for me, like. I gotta, like, I gotta, I gotta go through my TV and find an app that has it. But yeah, definitely New Jack City, man. Like that, that movie changed people's perspective, uh, perception. Number one and number two, it kind of made Wesley Snipe like one of the most sought out actors after that. Mm-hmm. And even even at that point, people even say the light skin versus dark skin battle started right there. And after that point, you know, dark skin dudes on top. Yeah, you know, ice dudes couldn't say nothing, and then uh-huh. Drake came along, and uh, uh-huh. you know, now now us dark skinned dudes are back in the doghouse. Thank you, Drake. <laughs> Let me ask you this though: Does Training Day count as a hood movie? Training Day to me would have to go in the hood movie because that was a. I mean, every situation that was the whole movie was shot in the hood. Come on, yep. <laughs> like. Yep. Everything, so yeah, train training they gotta go there, and then we never seen Denzel at that level, like as that yeah. type of character. Yeah, that was some cold yeah. stuff, man. You 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 ain't never. I seen that in the movie theaters, man. My, my pop took me to see it, and I think you know that was more him wanting to see it, you know, <laughs> than anything. But man, I was hooked on that movie, man. You ain't never seen Denzel like that. No, not at all. Not at all. Never ever seen him like that. Okay. And last, last but not least, man, gotta know this right now. Um, you got a barbecue. Someone invites you to a barbecue. Mm-hmm. What is three dishes they have to have at that barbecue, or you not showing up? Um, three dishes they gotta have. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hamburger guy. Uh, chicken is definitely has to be on it. Um, I don't eat pork, so uh, I, you know, if you got ribs, you got to be beef ribs or, or whatever. But um, third thing for me, I like that corn on the grill, man. I like that taste. Yeah, that smoked corn, man, wrapped inside uh-huh. for you. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, most definitely, man, most definitely, man. Look, man, this has been a real fun interview. Of course, you know we we try we try just getting the person on this show, and also get getting a little bit about about their career and everything. But 
definitely, um, I have to know this. At the end of the day, what do you want to come out of 2021 for you? Um, for me, it's I want to go to the. I, I want I want to be more out there a little bit more. I mean, I, I've been making baby steps, baby steps. People know me, um, but I just want more exposure. You know, I've, I've won um, probably some. Um, I'm not to say bigger matches, but I, I want I want to go to Beyond Wrestling. I want to wrestle there. I had the opportunity to wrestle on GCW this past Saturday, but obviously I was in Columbus, um, and you know when I heard it was an all black uh, uh, card, I'm like, yeah, this this, this take priority over everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically wrestle for more promotions, man. I would love to get signed. Uh, the goal for me right now is Ring of Honor. I want to go to Ring of Honor. Um. But uh, you know, just keep 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 going, keep making baby steps, man. You know, to get to where I want to be, man. I, I I'm one of those guys, man. I enjoy the ride, man. I enjoy the journey. That's the that's that's the most fun, fun part to me. You know, all the stories you could talk about. You know, I remember I wrestled, remember I wrestled in this pool hall in such and such city. Oh, and then remember we was that like I, I I love the journey, man. I appreciate the journey. I don't take nothing for granted. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, you gotta, you gotta definitely cherish every moment, and you know, you you hit the you hit the nail on the head right there, bro. The journey, everything yeah. is a journey, and you gotta make sure that you definitely enjoy, you know, the journey while you're on it. Deserve, you know, and definitely yeah. soak everything in because these moments only come once in a lifetime. Not to quote Eight Mile Eminem, but they do. I mean, they yeah. they, they they do. So you gotta you gotta definitely definitely take it as it is. Uh, but man, look, would it would it just be in you know where we at right now? As far as in this country, just I'm happy that we're progressing forward, praying that COVID go away. But we at this part at the show where we definitely got to give you the opportunity to definitely let the people know where they can reach you, follow you, and all that. So go ahead uh, and drop those uh, tags. Uh, Devontae's PW. Uh. I would love to plug shows, you know, but unfortunately with COVID, you know, it's, it's no fans. But I'm at um, uh, Catalyst Pro Wrestling this weekend. I will go up against Matt Mikowski. Uh O'Shea Edwards going to be there until he, he on that card. Um, but definitely look for that. Wait for that that to drop. Um, Good Trouble that we shot last Saturday, man. That's February 11th on IWTV, I believe at 8 p.m. That's a good one between me and Lexus Montez, man. And that whole card was great, man. So I definitely want people to check that out. But at, at Devontae's PW is the, uh, is the Twitter handle. Give me a follow, you know, see what I got going on. And that's about it right now. All right. Make sure y'all definitely follow. Make sure y'all definitely follow. Make sure you check them out. Only thing you got to do, like I tell everybody, go ahead, open up in Google. Throw in that name. Trust me, he's going to pop right up. And he definitely gonna be mugging. Listen, I ain't seen that one picture with my with the dog smiling. So just believe, just <laughs> believe. But you know what? I'm the same way because if you if you go through my photos right now on IG, there's not one picture with me smiling. Like, hey. <laughs> it's like, it is what smile. it is. It is what it is, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like I am smiling. Like what you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ain't my what you mean. But yeah. no, 
But look, listen, everybody, we're just wanting the, the show. You already know, we try to tell y'all every week, listen, too much negativity can have y'all unbalanced emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Make sure y'all spread more positive vibes. It takes very little to build someone up than it does to tear them down. Think about that. Think about the message in that. And also, of course, with COVID going on, ladies and gentlemen, listen, this thing is serious. The numbers ain't going down. They're going up. Everybody knows at least one person that's either caught it, battling it, recovered, or passed away from it. So the first thing we have to do, if we're going to fight COVID, COVID starts off with good hygiene. Like we tell y'all every single show, we're going to need y'all to wash y'all hands. And most mm-hmm. definitely, wash your ass. Mm-hmm. Use soap. And make sure that you are doing this from face to ass and not ass to face. <laughs> Definitely not ass to face. <laughs> and look, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we out. Peace. Yo. I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Whipping work. Hallelujah. One nation under God. Real, real getting money from the fucking start. I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Getting work. Hallelujah. One nation under God. Real, real getting money from the fucking start. These mother mothers mad that I'm icy. Stunt so hard, make them come and date me. I think I'm Big Meech. Look at my time piece. It's in out of mirror, honey racks at least. Look at yourself. Now look at me. You can't see a I'm what you used to be. Look at it this way. You sideways. Always getting money. My crime pays. So I'm self-made. You a sucker. I'm self-paid. It's for my broke. It's for my rich. Got a hundred on the head of a snitch. I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Whipping work. Hallelujah.